if you have a location in the independent job like I have, you can actually travel a lot. And I think a lot of women would love a, a little bit of that. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Today's podcast is brought to you by Aurelia Pay. I use them personally for sending money to my Chinese suppliers from Hong Kong. It's a cross-border payment solution between China, Hong Kong, and Southeast Asia. So when I need to make a payment to a Chinese supplier, I just hop online to place the remittance, pay to the Aurelia Pay's Hong Kong-based bank account, and Aurelia Pay will settle RMB within the same business day. So check them out online at www.aureliapay.com, A-U-R-E-L-I-A-P-A-Y.com, or check them out linked in our show notes. I am back in Manila, uh, and as always, you guys seem to like it when I'm uh, in traffic. I think a lot of people think of Manila, they think of traffic. So I'm doing this outside on the streets of Manila, Philippines, back here to see the team, does an amazing job helping us make this show and other amazing things here at Global From Asia, so thank, thanks to everyone. A lot of things happening lately. It's the end of January now almost. I'll be in America after two and a half years in Florida. I've been working hard on our China Business Workshop, which will be on February 8th and 9th in northern Miami, Sunny Isles. Thanks, Claudia, for helping. Well, it's getting wild out here. And also, another shout-out, Xiaodi Ding. He's a student, Chinese student in America. He's a fan of the show. Gave me some tips and helped me realize there's some tech issues so thanks for that. Thanks for listening. Um, back with the Florida event, we have actually more and more people coming. Andy Church from Insight Quality is going to be talking about manufacturing in China. My wife will be talking about app marketing in China. Her sister, my sister-in-law, Nancy, is a Chinese real estate agent. It's her first time to America, and she's a pretty good sales rep to Chinese investors, and she's looking to invest with her investors in America. So we're going to be looking at some properties and she'll be there to meet some people that come. And it's going to, and also Lauren from China Influencer Marketing Podcast coming down from New York. She'll be talking about KOLs and influencers in China. She might even bring her husband, her Chinese husband. It's going to be great. So amazing things happening there. Chinabusinessworkshop.com slash Florida. And without further ado, let's go into this week's show. I got some more announcements and stuff. So much stuff happening, but I'll wait till after the interview. This interview is episode 210, globalformation.com slash episode 210. For the show notes, we have Sylvia van der Lok. She's a Dutch entrepreneur, a content marketer, blogger, somebody I'm, I've been learning a lot from. She did an amazing presentation in the DCPKK in Bangkok. And she's also done amazing blogs. And she shares how she's based in Singapore. She even opened up a company there for her business and uh, talks about a lot of the different different things she went through building up her blog from Singapore. So without further ado, let's listen in to the interview with Sylvia. Okay, thank you everybody for tuning in to another Global From Asia podcast. We are doing more cross-border discussions even before the recording. We have Sylvia van der Locht. Thank you, Sylvia, for being here. Thanks so much, so much for inviting me, Michael. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I was inspired by your talk in 
at Bangkok at DCBKK and and you're running quite a great operations with your blogs for for women and and uh, and fashion. Do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Um, okay, yeah, I'm Sylvia. I uh, I live in Singapore. I'm actually Dutch, and I run a popular blog for women over fortune, uh, women over forty on style and fashion. I've just recently started a new project. I also run Forty Plus Entrepreneur, which is a new project I'm starting up, which is basically teaching women over 40, the larger, you know, the, the, the older women, so to speak, uh, how they can uh, create seven businesses and, and turn their passion or hobby into a business. So that's other things I'm doing. But my main, my, most of my time is still taken up with 40 plus now. Sure. Yeah. 40 plus now we were reviewing the site has done really well and, and, you have quite some experience. So you're based in Singapore and you started this, you were originally like an internet internet marketer, web designer before the blog? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I, my, my first business was in uh, web design. Uh, it was started quite a while ago, actually. I was really fed up with working for a boss. And after the last time being told off by someone, I was like, that, that's it. I'm fed up. No more. And I was like, yeah, but what now? What, what can I do? And um, I, I attended the School of Colonel Design because I thought, okay, I want to do something creative. I want to do something fun. And then I discovered, uh, discovered that I couldn't really paint or anything, but I was always good with computers. I knew how to, you know, create things with computers. So I decided that I was going to start creating websites. So I taught myself how to create websites and then when I felt I could if, uh, offer value to clients, because I knew quite a lot of marketing, that was the thing that I studied in, uh, in college. So um, and I could combine my marketing skills with my web design skills. And I started offering that to customers. And that's how I started my first business. Very cool. Very cool. You're in Singapore. It's Asia. So how did you get there? I know there's a little a short story to that. Well, we were living in, in Australia at the time. I was already outside of the Netherlands and I was actually pretty happy there. My, but my husband got an offer for a job in Singapore and, you know, it was seven years. The seven year, the itch was definitely there. I mean, you must, maybe you've heard of the seven year itch that you just need to want to do something else. And so I'm, all, and I'm always ready for a new adventure. So when my husband got a job in Singapore, I thought, yeah, let's just go for it. Uh, my job, I could take my business overseas. wasn't really a problem because I could, you know, web design you can do from anywhere. So we moved to Singapore and here I am. <laughs> 11 years later, I'm still here. <laughs> some, some, somewhat, a little bit like, you know, I think it happens to a lot of us in, China, well, expats anywhere, really. So we, I've been in China over 10 myself and it's just, uh, you kind of don't expect to sometimes be in a place so long and then it, evolves and you end up end up there longer than you thought and we were chatting before the recording a little bit about this cross-border you're, you're not sure if i'm in hong kong or shenzhen and i've uh i'm in shenzhen today for this recording but uh i think you have a similar s- situation in singapore right i mean there's malaysia and there, we should talk about that maybe on a future episode about that that border crossing with the i forget the name of the area across in the Malaysia side 
Yeah, Johor Bahru, that's the main city there. So a lot of people cross over from J, J, JB. With, I mean, I don't even know the proper name, to be honest. But it's <laughs> mostly referred to as JB. And, um, you know, my husband, actually, his factory is also in JB. So he crosses over quite a lot. So, and then that's still a real border. You have to stand in the queue. Sometimes it takes forever to, to get your passport checked. Um and, and lots of Malaysians work in Singapore every day. So a lot of people cross that border every single day because the differences between Singapore and Malaysia are still quite significant in terms of wages, job opportunities, all that. Yeah, similar here, similar here on the China-Hong Kong border. It's, it's a, I think you've been to Hong Kong before. It's very much, very modern, very advanced. I mean, Shenzhen's been, yes. Shenzhen's been growing very fast too, but it's still, you can still feel the difference when you cross the border uh, as Hong Kong is still very cosmopolitan thinking of fashion here, but it's more, uh, a yeah. lot more fashion there, I think too. Yeah. Yep. Great. Great. So on the business side, you, um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the stroke, you know, dealing with clients or a boss is never, uh, can be never so enjoyable. And uh, so you started this 40 plus style and how did it kind of get, kicked off or how did you get started? Well, um, after a while of working for c- customers and doing web design, um, it started feeling a little bit too much like a job again, right? I mean, basically people tell you what to do, you do it, you charge for your hours or you charge for the product. Sometimes uh, you feel that you work too much. Um, so I really, really, really wanted to create my own website. I really wanted to create a website that I could be happy with. And, and that um, would turn into an asset so that I wouldn't only get paid when I put in the hours, but I would also get paid when I'm on holiday or when I'm not, when I'm sleeping or whatever. And I saw some other people doing it. it so I really wanted that for myself. So I set out to create my own website. And I started playing around with a few topics that I thought would make me successful or what I thought, you know, that would be some money in it. And it was only after a while that I stumbled uh, that those things weren't really working, to be honest. And then I thought, oh, what can I write about? And it's fun and what will still be successful. And then I thought, oh, well, hey, wait a minute. I've always really been interested in fashion and style. I felt that I had a sense of style. I learned a lot about style over the years. And I thought, hey, I could write about that every single day. That wouldn't really be a problem. That would be easy. So that's what I set out to do. And because of all my little, you know, playing around with all my other websites and all the things that I learned over the years, I was able to turn that one into a success. So it wasn't an overnight success, but 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 forty percent, to be honest, from the start did quite well. So that was really nice. Very cool. So what year about? When was that? Two thousand. Well, I started it in 2011. 11. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think when we were in your presentation, you know, I think success is, is been, it still takes a, a lot of consistency, right? Like, you know, people, especially with blogs, I think they just start, they're so nervous to put a website online. They think like it's going to, everybody in the world's going to see their website, but it takes a lot of work to get people to, to come to your websites and be consistent with the blogging. And I like how you said, you enjoy talking about it. It's kind of like me with the Global From Asia. I, I enjoy a lot of discussions and topics. I think that's very important, right? For people to to start a content-based business that 
they enjoy the topic, I think would be one. It's so important because my other website, one of my web, other websites was kind of, you know, it was getting a little bit of traction, but I just really didn't like the topic at all. And I didn't like the name and I didn't like to, to, to write about these topics. And it was like, wow, this is not working. I, it's not working. I'm not enjoying it. This is not how I, you know, how I wanted it to be. So, yeah, I mean, it was a good thing that that site really didn't take off. And probably because I didn't like it enough, it didn't take off. But, I mean, you also have to be proud of your topic, right? You have to love it. You have to shout it from the rooftop. You have to be, you have to want to connect with people in that same niche, talking about the same topic. And, yeah, so it was really like the penny dropped when I really started talking about fashion. Um, I never, I, I, I talked about other things before, like beauty uh, products before in other websites because I thought, well, that's what the money is. That's what people spend money on. And I thought, well, there's no money in fashion because everybody's already doing it. And, you know, it was become, it's not really an urgent problem, right? It's not like, oh my God, uh, I need to have a problem for this right now. But I think in almost any niche that you like, there's always an opportunity to get revenue from it in some ways. I, in, in the end, with, fa- with style and fashion, it turns out, yeah, people do buy clothes. So you can still earn through revenue from um, affiliate commissions or, you know, people, um, when a lot of people visit your website because they find it inspiring, you are able to generate revenue from advertising. And then when you dig deeper, you see, hey, you, a lot of people like to have easy solutions for finding outfits that they can wear every day. So you can start selling casual wardrobes or women like to have more training around how they can find their style. How can they develop their signature style? How can they look better every day and feel better about themselves? And you can start offering training programs. I mean, at the time, nobody really had done that. There wasn't really a style program. Um, but, you know, now there's quite a few. And you see that, you know, once a lot of people get interested in the same topic and a lot of people visit the site, you can actually start to see what their struggle is with and develop programs for that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, so I think you, you all started with the ebook, right? was your first yeah, product? Well, uh, yeah, exactly. My first, I mean, I started with a, a challenge. I started doing a challenge and then that morphed into a uh, an ebook, and that morphed into a course. So um, you really start with little things, right? I mean, sometimes, I mean, I was already busy writing blog posts and you think, oh my gosh, how can I possibly find some extra time in the day to develop a course? But then somebody told me, yeah, well, you could just spend two, 10 minutes a day doing, working on that, right? Everybody has 10 minutes a day. And if you do that, if you start working 10 minutes a day on uh, a, pro- a product or a challenge or something that you can do that really offers value, then by the end of, after a couple of months, you have a product, you have something that you could sell or a challenge that you could do, some, an ebook that you could uh, do. So there's all, you know, you have to really find that time and uh, to, to, to create those products because these are the assets and that will last you for a longer time and that might potentially really skyrocket your earnings quite a bit. Agreed. I like the 10 minutes a day. I, I'm a, I'm a Pomodoro nut, like a 30 minute sets. I have a right. timer and I, I put down what I'm going to do for you know, like writing or, you know, it's like you said, content creation is, is a, is a lot of work. And uh, yeah, so, so yeah, budgeting time is very important. And one, one other trick I, I actually learned recently was um, have different days themed. So I have like a day where I try to, focus on my content creation like Tuesdays 
Tuesdays is like my content creation day. Of course, we're doing it other days too. Um, yeah, no, that's what I was trying to do. And um, I, I'm trying to batch more and more. So really try to do certain things on certain days. Um, it's still a challenge, to be honest, because I'm always spinning with ideas. I mean, uh, I have a team to manage now. I'm trying to recruit new people. So there's so much to do. And uh, there's always a lot of things to do. And I've got so many new plans now for the future. So it is still a challenge. But yeah. I mean, you definitely have to be very uh, in, 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 intent, in, in, uh, intent on what you want to do. Yeah, It's true. It's true. And so we talk a lot, a lot about company structure on the show. Do you have a Singapore company or are you doing it in your... Yeah, I have a PTY limited. So a limited, uh, yeah, I've corp- I'm incorporated. Awesome. But it's basically okay. only me. I'm the only shareholder. Okay. But it's still cool. I mean, we've had some shows... In the past, Singapore and Hong Kong are like top places people in Asia register their companies. And how was the process of registering in Singapore? It was, I mean, it was pretty easy for me because I was already a permanent resident when I registered my company. And that used to be relatively easy. I think it's getting more complicated now. The, 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 the rules are getting a little bit stricter for, uh, for foreigners. You know, actually, we have to renew ours. Hopefully, that won't be a problem. But, you know, um, when, you, when you have your permanent residency status, then it is pretty easy to set up a company in Singapore. Awesome. Yeah, because I think uh, that's one thing that we talk about when we compare like in Hong Kong or Singapore in Hong Kong in Singapore, you need a local, local agent, I believe, or there has to be somebody that's uh, a local Singaporean. So I guess you qualify because you're, you're a permanent resident. Yeah. I mean, as a permanent resident, you basically can do almost anything. Um, you know, because when I came here with my, uh, well, I wouldn't say husband, but he wasn't my husband at the time. He, we were, we are, we are Dutch. We don't really see marriage as super significant. So we were together as a couple, and we were definitely long term committed, but we weren't married. But when I came in Singapore, basically, you only as a as a as a non married you know spouse, you only get a social pass, and you basically don't have any rights. You can't even buy your own phone or open your own bank account you can't really do anything so and I of course wanted to have my business so basically I got married to my husband just to get more rights and so (laughs) more interesting yeah and then and then um you I think you need definitely need to work you know one of you needs a working pass or something like that uh and then uh, when you've been in Singapore for a while you can apply for permanent residency so yeah I mean I can't really tell too much about all that. My husband basically arranged most of that for me. But um, I think it's, you know, once you get the permits to add uh, the work permits, it can be, yeah, it can be uh, doable. But like I said, the rules have definitely tightened in mm-hmm. Singapore. They're getting a little bit, uh, you know, for political reasons, a little bit tighter with uh, foreigners. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how easy it is at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think it seems everywhere in the world is getting more difficult for immigration. I, yeah. I have this feeling. I, yeah, which is always the opposite. Like you know, you, you said you want to. We want to travel anywhere. There's the keyword digital nomad or you know location independent. But these countries 
seem to get, I don't know, I guess they're picking up on more and more people like us that are traveling anywhere and living anywhere. So I just feel everywhere it's getting more difficult for immigration. And, and uh, it's funny because I just, I just, uh, I don't have a passport right now. It's, it's being renewed. My residency in China's being, uh, I actually go tomorrow. And it's so nerve wracking, right? Like you just said, renewing your, uh, your renewing your permanent residence. Like everybody's yeah. so stressed because you don't. I mean, some of my friends say, "Well, what did you do wrong? Is there some reason?" I'm like, "It's not just a. You just don't. It's just that unknown that will you be able to renew and stay? It's always. Uh, I do it yearly, and it's just scary in a way. Yeah, and no, I think I think we only have to renew like every five years. So I mean, it's, a, it's been very relaxing for five years, but now, yeah, now it comes up again. And we, you know, in, in Singapore, of course, things are arranged pretty nicely. So it can just be a five minute thing. I think last time we had to renew it. You just log in, renew it. And it was like a five minute transaction, super, super easy. But, you know, like you say, you never quite know. Rules change all the time. And um, we'll have to see how it goes this year. Yeah, I I know. It's just uh, sometimes, I guess for me, because I blog a lot and talk a lot, and I sometimes worry, sometimes I say a little bit risky stuff online about, you know, currencies and governments and stuff that uh, I hope I don't get in trouble. <laughs> or they, I don't think they're going to search English uh, blogs, but uh, some of my posts sometimes are a little... Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, that can be an, an, an issue in Singapore too. But I, oh. I write about style and fashion, so yeah, I, I think you know delving into politics also in Singapore would you know would be a little bit more tricky. So I, I tend to just not go there. And you can't chew gum, I heard. You know, I don't really mind that because to be honest, chewing gum, I don't particularly like watching people chewing gum. I don't particularly like stepping into chewing gum. So for me, that is, that's actually a good thing. It's a benefit. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't really see it that much, I suppose, but you could still have gum. You could still bring it, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, for me, chewing gum is just such a non-issue. Never liked it. Never, don't miss it at all. So. Uh, okay. Yeah, I- I don't really know the story of that, but there's for listeners that might not know. I think it is it truly banned. You can't chew gum in Singapore or even buy it. I, think I don't that, think so. No, I never see it. I mean, I, it's not like, for example, in almost any other city in the world, you walk over the pavement and it's like one big carpet mm-hmm. of those spots, yeah, those marks, right? yeah, yeah, and you don't see that in Singapore, and and that's actually nice. I mean, they appreciate uh, a clean environment. It's very very clean. And and it's actually very nice, and I actually enjoy that. Very cool. So it seems things are going great. It's I was I was worried to ask you about your company, but yeah, some some people don't even register a company, especially if they're doing blogs. They don't feel they might need it, or they do it later. So I think it's great you registered, and and uh, you're even using Singapore, which is a good, uh, def, definitely a top structure globally. And and uh, so what's the what's the plans? What's 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 your next? You know, what's your next? Uh, well, you said your pod, a new podcast. Or what's going on next? Yeah, my I really want to. Uh, like I said, I'm really passionate about um, you know giving more women confidence to start something, to start a project. See, mm-hmm. a lot of women they uh, they might have children, or they might be still in their jobs, or they have children that they raised and they're now ready to do something again. And I think a lot of women don't really know the opportunities that the online world can give them. And, and it can give you a lot of freedom, right? If you have a location in the, in the independent job like I have, you can actually travel a lot. And I think a lot of women would love 
a little bit of that. More travel, you know, earning a little bit more money on the side while still having the freedom to be there for your kids or to travel. And I just want to share a lot of what I've learned with more women and give a lot more women the confidence that they can actually do that. Because a lot of them think, oh, I don't have, you know, I used to feel like that. I don't have the skills. I'm not good enough. I'm not an expert in anything. But once you start thinking outside the box a little bit and start seeing, hey, you don't need to be the expert or the best. You just need to be better than some other people that need your help. And so I'm actually, at the moment, I'm writing a book about that topic. So that is going to be the first step. And I'm uh, finished. I'm, I'm right. I'm um, working on my website. I already wrote a few blog posts, but I, I haven't got the design up yet. So I'm doing that. And like I said, I really want to also start my podcast. I actually already interviewed people like nice. a while ago, and I've just never been able to get it up. You know, I still. You know, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, I suppose. I want to get the introduction right. I want to get the artwork right. And 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 I, the thing is, yeah, I, I mean, my blog is doing really well and, and it's all nice and good, but it is actually still quite a lot of work and it's still hard to take myself away from 40 plus style and to um, to leave it all to others. I mean, if, uh, one or two of my you know contributors left. So I really I'm rebuilding my team so that I get more time to spend on this other project, which I really really can't wait to dive in almost you know full on. So yeah, and I I hope I can well if I can help you with the technical or to set up with a podcast. Just let me know. And also uh, for guests, we had a really amazing guest on Global From Asia, Kara. She's in Taiwan. She's an American. Um, yeah, she's a, she's a mother and uh, she's doing her own business, helping people buy from China sourcing within pretty specialized within PCBs. And I think she'd be a great guest and others that I know. But yeah, I mean, podcasting is, is a different form of content and it gets... It's it's another form of art in a way, right? But yeah, I'm excited to see your show and we can link it when you're ready on here or I could... Uh, yeah, no, I think I would enjoy it because I, I enjoy talking about this topic so much. I have a lot to share and I think um, it, it probably is easier for me than video. I find video a little bit intimidating, but you know, just talking, I might be able to do that. And I also really enjoy talking to other successful women entrepreneurs or even the ones that are just starting out and, and really have found a new passion for something. So I like connecting with women in that way. So I think it's also a good opportunity to talk to other women in this right. way. So that's why yeah, I really want to do it. But like you, like you already know, it all co- takes quite a bit of time. And it, it, what I've learned in, the be- in my beginning days of starting a blog, I was doing actually like four or five blogs at the time, is then when you... Sp- you know, when you start to focus a little bit, when you take your focus away from one project and start to do too many things at the same time, not, no project will succeed. So mm-hmm. that um, is why I have to force myself to just concentrate on one. But at the moment, the moment has also come where I have to say, okay, I really have to start doing uh, start with this now because this is what I want to do for a year now. And I also just have to say, okay, I have to just, you know, maybe um, leave the the other lots of some other parts of the other business to other people and, mm. uh, and move on with uh, my new project. Yeah, or like you said, with the ten minutes, or or blocking a certain day or a certain time of each day, or yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, Great. no, definitely I'm doing that. And, uh, you know, it's all a process. You just have to get better at it, you know. You know, I'm working on lots of processes, getting lots of standard operating procedures yeah. in place. I'm, I'm starting to become a real business, right? So, very you cool. know, the more you want to do, the more you have to be very, very clear about processes and about having all these things in place, about team members knowing exactly what to do, all these things. Agreed. It that it just seems to never end either. <laughs> I don't know. Processes, I just feel like I'm making those for years and they're still making more. But but yeah, it's very rewarding when someone else can actually know re, it's like reading your brain and being able to to uh help do what you had done before. So thank you so much, Sylvia. I know you're busy. You got podcasts and blogs and business and SOPs to work on. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on our show and of course, there's 40plusstyle.com. We'll link it on the show notes. Is there any other ways we can have people find you online or connect with you? Well, at the 40 Plus Entrepreneur site is up as well. And that's 40plusentrepreneur.com. They can already uh, sign up and, and get my any updates. So when yes. I'm ready with my book and all my other projects that I'm planning for it, they can uh, get notified. And there's, you know, there's already a Facebook group for that as well. So wow. yeah, I mean, those two places, you can see all my, you know, of course I'm on Facebook and Instagram and all those places. Most places I'm on, uh, I'm on as 40 plus style, that's 40 or PLUS style. And um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sylvia. All right. Thanks so much, uh, Michael. Okay, I'm getting some some looks, but whatever, man. Maybe we should host a show on the streets of Manila. Thriller in Manila, as they say. Thank you, Sylvia, for that amazing interview and sharing your knowledge and experiences. I uh, I hope to be one day like her. I mean, she. I think there's so many Dutch travel around the world doing business. Uh, there's some stat I can't prove, but they say there's more Dutch living outside of Holland than inside. Uh, they are really world travelers, and it's great to see a, a successful female entrepreneur in Asia, in Singapore, doing amazing things. And I, I hope we can do some some more things together, Sylvia. So thanks again. Also, for those members that are GFA VIP members, you had early access to this show. Also, could dial in live and listen and ask questions to Sylvia. It's one of our benefits for those that are super fans, as I think. And some other announcements. We're going to have Global From Asia in Colombia. We signed a deal. We got it going. Esteban, thanks. He's a regular listener, too, and supporter. He'll be also speaking at the Cross-Border Summit in Shenzhen. But we're going to start doing South America, Latin America events and conferences, working on something for this summer. So it's going to be amazing. We're going to start step by step. But the idea is to have more Spanish language content between Asia and Latin America. So I'm really excited about that. And also, we, of course, our cross-border summit, third annual in Shenzhen, April 20th and 21st. There is a, a lot of build-up. Even going to do a half-day mastermind with some amazing Amazon seller experts, as well as even talking about some add-on events and networking three months away. Uh, and so much has been prepared already. We're just working super hard on this. My wife is amazing, Wendy. Thanks so much for all your support. And we're really working hard to bring together the top Chinese cross-border e-commerce and top 
international e-commerce players and put them into a room and amazing things happen. Of course, you have amazing content and speakers, but half the time people are more interested in the, the relationships that they're built there. I mean, it's, uh, it's a very powerful time. And I know it's a lot to ask to come out to China if you're listening overseas. But that's why we're trying to do the China Business Workshop in Florida, you know. Events seem to be the best way to bring people together, even though there's this technology. We, uh, we've been doing a lot more events, and more will continue. There's also Apprentice going to be joining soon. A little bit early to announce, but we do have an Apprentice program. It's uh, always people apply, and I let talented people want to join Global From Asia reach out. Globalfromasia.com slash apprentice, but he's a very talented video editor in Russia, so he's moved to China recently, and he likes what we're doing and wants to support and get active and connect with the community, so stay tuned for that announcement, but it's all about team building. That's why I'm down here in the Philippines, meeting a lot of our team, training, doing a workshop, and just making things happen, so I hope you are too. Every day is a new day, every day is a new chance. All right, there's the security guy coming over. So much security here, so... And that's it. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.